Yo. <laughs> Thanks again for checking out another edition of the 12 Kyle podcast. I'm 12 Kyle. All right. So check it on this particular podcast. What I want to do is I want to break down Jay-Z's discography up until this date uh, with the most recent release of his most recent album. Um, got into you know a discussion on Twitter about you know where this particular album ranks. And I said, you know what, man, let's put together a podcast and kind of figure out Jay-Z's discography from top to bottom. Now, this is just my personal opinion. Please feel free to tell me if you agree or disagree. But we'll talk about that later. All right. So I'll drop the theme music and let's get this podcast jumping. Let's get it. Welcome back. As I mentioned at the top, man, we're talking about Jay-Z's discography. Um, So we'll break it down, you know, from top to bottom. Uh, I think it goes without saying that I am a huge Jay-Z fan. Uh, Lyrically, Jay-Z's in my top five. In fact, I've got him at three. Um, You know, but looking at his discography and going over some of these uh, (laughs) some of these albums here, uh, you know, you can make a case for Jay-Z not actually being in your top five. Um, and, and I'm welcome to that discussion. Um, but he's in my top five, lyrically. Um, and so, uh, like I said, I had a discussion on Twitter after the album dropped, the 444 album, which recently dropped. And um, I was like, you know what, let's break down Jay-Z's discography. And I was going to put it on a blog, but, you know, to be honest... I didn't feel like writing. <laughs> I'm lazy today. I didn't feel like writing. So I said, hey, let's let's record this thing. Um, so here we go. And and this is going to include all of Jay-Z's albums, including his collaborative albums, meaning the R. Kelly albums and the Watcher's Throne joint that he did with Kanye. So in total, there are 16 albums, right? So I'm not going to get into a long, drawn-out details about each album. Uh, you can feel free to discuss that amongst yourselves, <laughs> but uh, I will tell you, you know, what I liked about the albums, what I didn't like about the album, so forth and so on. Coming in at number 16, Unfinished Business with R. Kelly. Uh, this album was forgettable. <laughs> uh, just to be honest, this, I, I get the idea of the album. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, this album happened and then subsequently the, you know, incident happened with R. Kelly and Jay-Z on tour. Uh, R. Kelly gets kicked off the tour. R. Kelly subsequently sues Jay-Z for like $50 million or something like that. And I think they ended up settling or something. I don't know what happened. To be honest, I stopped caring after a while. Um, but this album wasn't that good. Uh, I understand and I get how they got to this concept, but um, uh, it's to me, again, these are my opinions. Uh, to me, this album wasn't good, which leads me to number 15, Best of Both Worlds, uh, which really wasn't good. Um, not as bad as, <laughs> as Unfinished Business, but it wasn't as good. And, and I think here's the thing. The 
success of the Fiesta record got them to thinking like, okay, hey, we can make this thing happen. We can do an album together. And keep in mind to that particular point in time, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think that there were any other albums that featured, you know, a rapper and a singer and this, you know, them doing it together. Um, so in that aspect, I get and understand why and how they came about or how these albums came about. But, you know, looking at them, you know, they, they just weren't that good, man. I mean, like, <laughs> save a couple of tracks. I mean, like, this, I have no reason or no desire to go back and listen to any of these albums. Like, they, they're just they're just not that good. They're not appealing to me. Um, you know, I, I understand how some of you probably rock out to them. Uh, personally, like I said, 16 to 15, you can flip-flop either day because, you know, I think Unfinished Business was slightly better than, excuse me, I think Best of Both Worlds was slightly better than Unfinished Business, probably, probably because we, we had heard it, um, you know, first or whatever. Um, I, I like the title track, the Best of Both Worlds joint with R. Kelly. Um, but other than that, this album, both of these albums weren't that good. Um, and again, I have no reason to listen to them at all. Uh, coming in at number 14, Magna Carta Holy Grail. This, to me, by far, as far as Jay-Z's solo albums, is the worst album I've ever heard in my life. Uh, I can't tell you, as a huge Jay-Z fan, the level of disappointment that I had for this album. Um, it just wasn't good, man. I, I just, I didn't feel it at all. And I think of the tracks on the album, there are probably three tracks on the album that I would actually go back and listen to. Maybe not. You know what? <laughs> I always refer to this album as a bad spades hand, right? It's two and a possible. Because <laughs> you got two good songs and then like it's one possible song. And that's it, man. This album honestly was trash. And, uh, and again, I say this as a huge Jay-Z fan. And I would say this if Jay-Z was standing right next to me. This album is trash. Like there's, I, there's no redeeming qualities about the album, the production. I mean, but even like the the Rick Ross joint, you know, that's Jay Z's flow on that. I mean, like, come on, dog, you you you're Jay Z. You shouldn't have to, you know, get with a Rick Ross and switch up your flow just to try to sound like you. But you're not from the South, you know. I mean, so it's just, I just wasn't feeling it. Man. I mean. You can tell me if you think I'm wrong. You'll be wrong, but you know you can tell me that if you want. <laughs> but um, yeah, man, this album is trash, trash. I, 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 I can promise you that I'll never listen to this album again, never, ever, ever. Um, coming in at number thirteen, Kingdom Come. Now, Kingdom Come gets a bad, <laughs> gets a very bad rap, uh, because it was Jay Z's quote unquote comeback album, right? And so, you know, Jay-Z had, quote unquote, retired and this was his album to come back to. And so, you know, people, the the level of anticipation was very high for Jay-Z to come back and, and deliver a banger. And, you know, the, the lead song, I never forget that he dropped the video for the lead song, Show Me What You Got. And they debuted it during like an NFL halftime game or something like that. I mean, like you getting major, you get major play on a Monday night game. At halftime, they drop your video during the broadcast. Um, and I think it was sponsored by Budweiser or something like that. But, you know, so it had a little buzz or whatever like that. 
Uh, of course, you know, the Show Me What You Got video was, you know, I thought it was kind of hot. The song was, mm, it was okay. <laughs> Not a particular favorite song of a lot of people, but I thought it was okay. But um, outside of that, man, the album, hmm, I did like the Hollywood track with Beyonce. Um, I like I like when G, I'm one of the few people that you know like when Jay Z and Beyonce collaborate. Although that being said, that does not mean I want to see a Jay Z Beyonce album. I'm not here for that, right? So J B, if you're listening, don't do it. Your singles, perfect. I love the singles. I love when you guys get together. Hollywood track on this album I thought was pretty cool, but. You know, especially with the subject matter, but nah, son, don't do that. Don't 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 make an album. Um, so yeah, Kingdom Come comes in at number thirteen. Number twelve, Blueprint Two, Gift and the Curse. <sighs> All right, so here's what I'll say about this album. Right, this album actually wasn't a bad album. This was a, a decent album. The problem was was that Jay Z went for the double CD. You know, at the time, you know, Biggie had dropped the double CD, Wu-Tang had dropped the double CD, Pac had dropped the double CD, and, you know, so I guess he figured, okay, it was his turn. Um, Bad move. Really, really, really bad move. And the reason why I say that is because, and it wasn't because the songs on here weren't good. There were some bangers. I mean, we actually got a chance to hear Dr. Dre and Rakim and Jay-Z, you know, together on a song. I mean, like, that had never happened before. So, I like The Watcher, um, part two. Um, of course, the song had Excuse Me, Miss. I'm excuse me, the album had Excuse Me, Miss, which was huge for Jay-Z as far as record sales. But the problem was, was that this was a double CD, and a lot of the songs were just, you know, filler songs. Um, probably one of my favorite songs on the double CD was Meet the Parents. Uh, Jay-Z's storytelling was crazy on that one. But, um, you know, it was just too many songs, man. Just way too many songs. I, I, I still maintain if this is a single album, I think, you know, this, you know, this probably could be up there for Jay-Z. But, and he just, you know, selectively picked the tracks. But it's way too many tracks. I think it was... It was 11 on one side and then 11 on the other side. And then you had like two, like three more bonus tracks. It was way too much, man. Way too much. So that's coming in at number 12. Number 11, Blueprint 3. Um, Not bad. I I, I like this album. Um, I found in talking to people, a lot, <laughs> a lot of people didn't like this album. So if you're ranking this, some people may rank this a little low. Personally, I don't. Uh, this one was okay for me. Um, you know, Jay-Z was still on his way back, you know, so uh, I didn't have a problem with that. Uh, obviously, this one contained the Smash single, uh, the New York single um, with Alicia Keys. So, you know, I didn't have a problem with this album. I think it was decent. It was, it was solid, you know, and, and I think that's what, looking back on Jay-Z's discography, I think that's what we have. We have a lot of solid albums um, and, and a few great albums. Um, so yeah, number 11, Blueprint 3. Uh, coming in at number 10, Watch the Throne. Um, Watch the Throne may be higher for you on your list. Uh, it's not as high for me. Uh, I think Kanye's production was very good on this album. Uh, but I think 
Jay and Kanye kind of lyrically did not bring it like how I'd expected them to. Um, the anticipation was really, really high for this album. Again, another collaborative album from Jay-Z. But, you know, when you look at, you know, how the album starts off with No Church in a While, and then you go to Niggas in Paris, the Otis joint. Now, uh, stop. Let me stop right here. The Otis joint. Uh, I liked it, but over a period of time, I've come to find that a lot of people that I know don't like it. Um, but I was cool with the Otis joint. Um, so, you know, I, I could leave, I could have it either, either way. Um, but this album sort of trails off towards the back end of it. Again, Kanye's production I thought was pretty good. But, you know, and some of the other production on it, Swiss Beats, um, Neptune's producing tracks, RZA. Um, this album was it, it was solid, but it just I think part of the, the the appeal for this album was the anticipation for it was really really high, and it just didn't meet the level of where we thought the album should be, um, and that's just me personally. Um, so yeah, number ten, Watch the Throne. Number nine. Volume three, Life and Times of S. Dot Carter. Um, this album may be higher for some. It may be lower for some. I've got it kind of like in the middle. Uh, reason being is that this album, to me, the first half of this album crushes. <laughs> this album is the first half of this album is so cold man i mean from the intro to the do it again to the snoopy track um you know of course it had big pimping on the back half of it but the back half of the album man was just oh the, the joint with mariah carey was flaky at best um nynp come on come on son really i mean like this this album I can listen to, but I can only listen to like tracks one through seven, and then after that I'm like, eh, I'm good. Yeah, and of course, Big Pimpin'. I mean, obviously was a smash coming from this album, but yeah, it, it's you know, Life and Time Volume Three, Life and Times S. Dot Carter. It was it was a solid, very solid album. Again, I think if you ask a cross section of people, some people will rank it higher uh, than I have at nine. Um, but yeah, I'm going to put it right here at nine. Uh, number eight, four, four, four. Um, I like this album. I don't love this album. Uh, I listened to it and, you know, shout out to my boy Eclectic. We did a podcast about it. Um, I think it's this, you know what? The more, and it's kind of weird to say this, but the more that I listen to this album, the less I like it. And, you know, I, I trust me, I get it. The whole spill your guts, I cheated on Beyonce, dog, that's your business. I don't care one way or the other. I mean, I understand <laughs> I understand why you did it to some degree. Um, but, you know, I, I wouldn't have done it. Um, the album has its, 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 its moments. Um, you know, it, it has a, quite a few good moments. But I think it's it's about an average album, which is where I have it in the middle. You know, as far as his discography, it's right there in the middle. I think it's, I think you know, Jay's flow on this album just wasn't there. And 
the more that I listen to this album, the more I'm compelled to say that, you know, Jay probably should stop making albums. Uh, I'm not telling him to retire. I'm not telling him to stop rapping. But, you know, stick to the singles, you know, stick to the guest features. But albums, uh, I don't know, son. I don't know. <laughs> and again, this is coming from a huge Jay-Z fan. So 444 comes in at number eight. Number seven, volume two, Hard Knock Life. Uh, to date, I think this is Jay-Z's most biggest selling album. Um you know, obviously with the commercial appeal of Hard Knock Life, uh, the song with the Annie theme. Um, but I love this album. Now, this album, you could make a, you could make a case that this album was a compilation because, hell, there was somebody on damn near every track. Um, but I think at the end of the day, his the what he tried to do, I, I like what he tried to do. I think, um, you know, Jay-Z is his, his business acumen and his knowledge and, and everything he put together into this project um i thought was well well placed and i think he he just he had to you know do that to make things work for this album and i think this album works man this album goes hard um again some people don't have it placed as high as i have it placed but i love this album this is an album that i will listen to over and over again and i don't have a problem listening to it all right so now we got to get a little controversial. Uh, if you're keeping track, we're down to number six, right? Um, I'm going to go out on a limb and say most of you listening don't have this album at number six. Uh, I have it ranked probably by your definition extremely high, but we can talk about it. Uh, coming in at number six in my lifetime volume one i absolutely love this album uh i know that i'm in again i'm in the minority but other than two tracks this album is so dope to me there's two tracks that i skip every time that i listen to it because i just can't stand it um for me the two tracks that i don't like i don't know what girls like uh with puff daddy and um lil kim um the, 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 I really can't even describe it. this song. It's so damn corny. Uh, I never listened to it. Uh, the second song, uh, Always Be My Sunshine, uh, with Babyface on the Hook and Foxy Brown. Um, this song got old for me very quickly. I don't dislike it for most of the reasons that a lot of people think. Um, but it, it's just that it got really old because of the airplay that it got. Now, I will say this much about this particular song. Uh, when this album came out in 1997, before the video dropped, people weren't fronting on this song. Now, once <laughs> once the video dropped, the people saw Hype Williams uh, directed this video and it had all those colors and stuff, and you had Babyface on the hook. You know, then I think people started to shit on the video on, on the song. But you know, quietly, this album, like I said, this whole album is a pretty damn good album. I absolutely love this album. Again, I know that I'm in the minority because a lot of people don't have this album ranked as high. But other than those two songs, I think this is a dope ass album. People talk about and which was actually interesting going back to 444 when people talk about, oh, well, we've never heard Jay this transparent on an album. Go to this album here uh, in my lifetime. Volume one. Go to track 14. You must love me. Very revealing song. I mean, Jay pours his heart out on this song. 
I absolutely love this album, top to bottom. Other than those two tracks, I love this album, and I still play it to this day. Again, I know I'm in the minority. If you agree, hit me up. If you disagree, hit me up on Twitter, at 12Kyle, the number 12-K-Y-L-E. Or you can drop a comment on SoundCloud or Stitcher. Uh, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, you got to shoot me a tweet because you can't comment on there. Um, so that leads us to number five. Number five, The Dynasty, La Familia. Um, rock, excuse me, Rock La Familia. Uh, I love this album. This is, you know, it's interesting because Jay-Z is credited as this being a solo album, but... You know, he ain't rhyming solo on none of these damn tracks. Uh, I think this album was really, really dope because this album featured a lot of what we came to know from, you know, some of the younger producers that Jay-Z was working with. The production was crazy on this album. I loved it. And I still listen to it and bump it to this day. Um, You know, I think Beans was, you know, at at his, you know, I don't want to say he was at his peak, but Beans was rhyming doing his thing you know this was the introduction of freeway uh to the crew of course memphis bleak um you know did his thing <laughs> memphis bleak did his thing on this album uh stop laughing y'all um and of course this album had you know the the lead single i just want to love you give it to me with pharrell um you know but scarface appeared on this album snoop um you know even the great emil appeared on this album um <laughs> Nonetheless, man, I love this album. This album goes hard. Uh, you know, I still don't understand the last track, Where Have You Been? Um, you know, very cryptic type of sounding album, but uh, excuse me, song. But um, nonetheless, man, I think the production that he had on here was really, really crazy from Kanye to Just Blaze to um, Rick Rock uh, to Bink. Um, you know, so he and, and obviously the Neptunes. Um, so I think this album is, 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 you know, one of the ones that I always go back and listen to, uh, it's, it's one that I never get tired of listening to. Um, so yeah, coming in at number five, the dynasty rock la familia, um, number four, American gangster, American gangsters cold. Um, if you don't have this album, by all means, make sure that you get it, listen to it. Uh, obviously this was a theme album because, the album coincided with the um, with the movie, uh, but yeah, you know, I thought this album, the concept was dope. I think you know it put Jay Z back into the hustler mode, if you will, um, for him to rhyme about you know things that was actually happening in the movie and talk about you know kind of touch on his life as a hustler because he had moved away from those kind of rhymes at that particular time, man. But I love this album. This album comes in at number four. Number three. Blueprint, man, I love Blueprint. Um, you know, I've heard some people say that you know they probably ranked this album at two. Uh, I've heard some people ranked it as high as number one. Now, I ain't going that far, <laughs> but uh, this album is a flawless album, man. I love it. Uh, never get tired of listening to it. Um, you know, this was this was Jay Z's bounce back album. Uh, he had dropped, you know, the Dynasty. You know, he caught some flack for. Volume three and Life Life of Times of S. Dot Carter, uh, and then the Dynasty album. So he caught some flack about that. So this was, I think, you know, I don't want to say like he fell off or anything like that, because I mean those albums sold well. But you know, this was his bounce back album, man, and he he delivered, you know, what many consider to be a classic. Um, I love this album. Um, other than one song, the whole lot Oviedo. I hate that song. 
Um, I, other than that, I think it's a flawless album. Man. I think this album goes hard. It still resonates to this day. It's very easy to listen to. Obviously, it had the takeover, which set off the you know the war between him and Nas. Uh, Eminem was on this joint. Um, very very dope album. Still a great listen these years later. Number two, the Black Album. Um, goes without saying, man. Black Album was dope. Uh, this album goes hard from beginning to end, from Jay-Z's mama appearing on it <laughs> to, you know, Jay-Z. Because, you know, to be honest, we thought this was Jay-Z's swan song. This was supposed to be his last album. Um, he was packing it in, you know, headed on reti- on to retirement. Uh, he was headed, you know, hanging the mic up. And, you know, for, I guess, for some reason, for some of us, you know, we probably hold it in very high regard because we figured that this was his last album but this was a dope album production was tight jay-z's lyrics and flow was was tight um i enjoy listening to listening to this album uh i still listen to it from time to time uh this album you know it, it i think even over a period of time it still has gotten better um i think there's one misplaced track on this album and it's not a bad track but it's just misplaced um, the DJ Quick joint, you know, Justify My Thug, uh, I was like, oh, I'm okay with that. Um, but other than that, uh, the, and, and Change Clothes, I think, doesn't necessarily fit the theme of the album, but it's a dope song nonetheless. But other than that, I think Jay-Z, man, he killed it, man. I mean, 99 Problems, uh, you know, he, he had so many bangers on this joint. So I, I love listening to this album to this day. And number one. Without a doubt, I mean, anybody knows me knows that this is coming in number one because this is one of my all-time favorite hip-hop albums, uh, Reasonable Doubt. Reasonable Doubt is an album that I listen to weekly. No lie. Listen to it at least once a week. Um, this album, and I talked about it on the Reasonable Doubt podcast, so if you did not hear that particular podcast when you're done listening to this one, double back and listen to the Reasonable Doubt podcast when I break it down. Um, but this album is is Jay-Z's best work. Uh, Jay-Z has often said that it took him his lifetime to make this album. Um, it's a classic, man. This this album is a classic. Uh, so many memorable lines. Um, Jay-Z at his best. And, and I think, you know, he... This album is the standard by which his other albums are held. And, you know, a lot of times when people talk about Jay-Z, you know, they're very interested in how, you know, well, this album, that particular album stacks up to Reasonable Doubt. Uh, If we're being honest, none of them stack up (laughs) to Reasonable Doubt, to be honest, Uh, because it's just that dope of an album. Um, It's timeless and it's a classic. And I think most hip hop historians, uh, people who are tenured in hip hop, such as myself, uh, view it as such. Uh, it is uh, Jay-Z's, you know, crowning jewel and, you know, it, it, it's something that will definitely live on in his legacy. Uh, it's one of the albums that helped define who Jay-Z is, uh, not just as a man, but as a lyricist, as an as an MC. And, um, you know, it, it helps complete his discography. So I've gone through 16, six, I'm getting tongue-tied. <laughs> I've gone through 16 through one. That's my list. You tell me if I'm right. You tell me if I'm wrong. Hit me up. I would love to hear back from you. Uh, That's going to do it for me. Thank you for listening to another edition of the 12 Kyle podcast. I'm your boy, 12 Kyle. I'll catch you guys next time. Five G's.